Hey there, welcome to First Five. If you're looking for encouragement, you came to the right place. Let's dive in. Well, today I want to read through Esther for, I believe that it's chock full of encouragement and wisdom for our lives today. I believe there's so much that we can take away from it and apply to our lives, but I just simply want to read this to you. I'll ask maybe a question or two at the end so that we can process through it. But I want to give you a little context on what's going on here. Just so you understand that what's happening in this moment is that Haman, Haman is the right-hand man of the king, the right-hand man of King Xerxes. Um, and Haman has this issue with Mordecai because Mordecai has refused to bow down to Haman. And so Haman takes issue not only with Mordecai, but with all Jews and basically convinces the king to put out a decree that all Jews should be slaughtered. All women, children, men, all the Jews should be slaughtered in one single day, annihilated in one single day. And so at this time, Esther, who is related to Mordecai, Esther is is the queen. She's she's the queen of this town. She's the queen of King Xerxes, and she is by birth a Jew. Now, there's a lot more information there, and there's a lot more uh, specifics that I want you to go and read through the book of Esther to find out, to study, to show yourself approved, to go back and read the scriptures and see what God has to say through the book of Esther. But I want to read Esther 4 to you, and then I want to ask you maybe a question or two at the end of the book. Pray. Sound good? Let's get after it. Esther 4. When Mordecai learned about all that had been done, he tore his clothes, put on burlap and ashes, and went out into the city, crying with a loud, bitter wail. He went as far as the gate of the palace, for no one was allowed to enter the palace gate while wearing clothes of mourning. And as news of the king's decree reached all the provinces, they were, there was great mourning among the Jews. They fasted, wept, and wailed, and many people lay in burlap and ashes. When Queen Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her about Mordecai, she was deeply distressed. She sent clothing to him to replace the burlap, but he refused it. Then Esther sent for Hathok, one of the king's eunuchs, who had been appointed as her attendant. She ordered him to go to Mordecai and find out what was troubling him and why he was in mourning. So Hathok went out to Mordecai in the square in front of the palace gate. Mordecai told him the whole story including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. Mordecai gave Hathak a copy of the decree issued in Susa that called for the death of all Jews. He asked Hathak to show it to Esther and explain the situation to her. He also asked Hathak to direct her to go to the king to beg for mercy and plead for her people. So Hathak returned to Esther with Mordecai's message. Then Esther told Hathak to go back and relay this message to Mordecai. All the king's officials and even the people in the provinces know that anyone who appears before the king in his inner court without being invited is doomed to die unless the king holds out his gold scepter. And the king has not called for me to come to him for 30 days. So Athic gave Esther's message to Mordecai. And Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all of the other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just a time as this. Then Esther sent his reply to Mordecai, go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. 
Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And then though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I must die, I must die. So Mordecai went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. So what I love about this passage of scripture is there's such a bravery from Esther that we see here. There's a bravery that's here, even though she is she has the potential to die because she's entering to the king's court and nobody's supposed to enter into the king's court unless they are summoned she is willing to do that for the for the the salvation of her people for her people to be saved and rescued mordecai says such a profound thing to her he says perhaps who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this and so my question for you is when called upon will you lead when it's your time when your bell is rung when your number is pulled when called upon will you lead take some time and think about that Maybe it's at work where God is asking you to lead. Maybe it's at home where God is asking you to take a step up as a father, as a husband, as a mother, as a wife. Maybe it's at home where God is asking you to take a step up as a child, son or daughter. Maybe it's in your schoolwork where God is asking you to lead the class in a new and fresh way that you wouldn't just be someone that hangs out in the background and just, you know, makes his way through life, but you would be someone that is at the forefront leading the other people around you. When called upon, will you lead? Because maybe, just maybe, you were placed in the position that you're in for such a time as this. Maybe, just maybe, you were called to do that thing that you were called to do for such a time as this. Maybe, just maybe, you were called to change that career for such a time as this. Maybe, just maybe, the thing that you do, the obedience that you have to God, the leadership that you display would benefit the people around you. Maybe, just maybe, if you were called upon the lead and you chose to say yes, God would move in power in and through you. That is the only question I have for you today. When called upon, will you lead? I really hope that encouraged you today. We'll talk soon.